0: And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away, no minimum listen- listenership. Start getting that Anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. Third down and 14 to the 14 Schooner Pod. I'm here with my co-host Jameson Maxwell. We are ready to talk a very pivotal Week Three. Jameson, obviously, the biggest talk of, of anything OU football, at least, especially in our corner of the world, is the just brutal loss of Rodney Anderson.
1: Yeah, that's tough. That was your preseason Heisman guy. I don't know if I bought him too much into that stock, especially whenever OU is a stable running back kind of group. But this was the guy that pushed us over to the edge last year. We were really kind of in a stagnant area whenever we just lost to Iowa State. Then Rodney Anderson came in, had you know that big game versus K-State and everything. He did really, really good to push us over the edge and make us an elite offensive team. We were a pretty good offensive elite, um, team before, but until Rodney Anderson did really, really well in that K State game, I didn't think we were elite.
0: Yeah, and I, I obviously when you lose guys like Smaj P Ryan and Joe Mixon, you know there has to be like a, a, a real a real stud to kind of take over. And none, it wasn't until K State where some got, where a guy really showed up. You saw flashes of Abdul Adams. Uh, now it's at Syracuse. You saw uh, Trey Sermon, but none of them really were consistent enough. But Anderson was was that star kind of player, that NFL caliber guy that we didn't have last year. So losing losing someone who's just that ex, like that that tier, a lot of people seem to be dismissing it. Seem to be saying our stable is good is is good enough, which it is very very good. But losing a top five, top ten type of back that that'll devastate anyone. Yeah, we're gonna be
1: okay without him, but we're not gonna be as good. That's the simple thing. Like okay, I mean if you want okay, go ahead. I mean, but with OU football and with college football in general, you can't be okay. One loss can completely screw up your whole season. Rodney Anderson was projected to go in first round in a lot of NFL mock drafts, and you have not seen that. Even with Joe Mixon, he wasn't even projected there. And look what he's doing on NFL Sundays. He had a great game in Cincinnati over the weekend, and that shows how much talent that comes through in college football running backs. Not many of them are first-round projections. Rodney Anderson was that. That showed you how many scouts really thought that he was pretty good. But now, Bobby, I don't know who's gonna really be our next guy to step up. Marcellius Sutton we have to step up. Definitely Trey Sermon. Maybe Kennedy Brooks. And maybe T.J. Pledger.
0: Yeah, there's. I mean, they're definitely uh, a lot of backs in their stable. A lot of really, really good talent. Um, and it'll be interesting to see kind of who pulls away to get to get the the most of the workload. Kind of like Roddy Anderson did last year. Uh, of the of those guys who do you kind of who who are you highlighting I think yeah Lincoln
1: Riley said in his presser that he's going to roll with the hot hand so yeah. I think that the hot hand's going to be the guy they get the most snaps to and that's obviously going to be uh Sermon they they're, they're going to start Sermon they're going to give him the mo- most carries right at the beginning and especially with our offensive line it's kind of hard to see it, not, to not see a running back do really well I understand Sermon didn't have that good of a game last week and I wasn't too impressed with him but, I mean, you can't expect a guy to be a stud every single week, especially whenever you're a second string and you're not getting consistent carries. I see Sermon doing really well and then having kind of Marcellus Sutton as your off, kind of scat back, out in the backfield, dump down kind of guy. Um, more of like a traditional NFL offense where you always have that kind of small guy, quick guy, as your number two, and then your power back is number one. I see that as a little bit more often, but... Uh, now it kind of goes where I thought I was pretty big on Kennedy Brooks in the preseason, but the, he hasn't gotten many snaps. Got that touchdown the first week,
0: yeah. But it's looking like TJ Pledger is now going to be third string. Yeah, he Pledger did come in and do some pretty good stuff in, against UCLA, and it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, I think I think you kind of have to stick with Sermon at least early on with a lot of the early carries. He's the only returning back we really have. Um, he, he's relatively reliable. hasn't. Been really notorious for fumbles. He had the bad one against the, uh, Iowa State last year. Yeah, that's what I was thinking first thing. It, so really, just one <laughs> in an op- opportune one, but nothing like Abdul Adams last year. Oh no, uh, oh no. But <laughs> but uh, it's going to be interesting. I think you kind of have to rely on the experience and hope one of these young guys kind of pops off. And hey, maybe even Trey Sermon might pop off. Well, um, moving on to the game. Um, I think I think the most standout performance has to have been C.D. Lamb. Started off off the bench. Um, obviously, a thing a lot of people talked about wasn't even really a catch, but it was the highlight non-catch Odell Beckham uh, type of grab. But look at the stats. I, the guy, the guy went, went off. Seven receptions, 146 yards, receiving... I mean, the, guy was, the guy was nuts what, what did you kind of think of him
1: I loved that deep ball touchdown that he got whenever Kyler Murray just dropped it right into him he looked like a grown man he looked strong and it made me think oh
0: this dude's a sophomore right yeah <laughs> it's, it's crazy he does not look like a sophomore man, this, at all this guy's
1: got another year with us uh, this is crazy and, that, and then whenever you had that Jumpman logo on the side, and you know the people that went all over the edit and made it look like the Jordan logo and Oh yeah, that was pretty That's great. really cool, and I think we'll use that. I don't know, I could see us use that in a bunch of edits from now on. That's kind of, I feel like that picture is going to be kind of similar to what that Sterling Shepard picture was when he jumped over Tennessee Uh, and everything. Oh yeah, no. It'll be an icon, without a doubt. Um, Yeah, and then the Sam Bradford picture in LSU. He was flipped upside down, oh my gosh. Yeah, those airborne pictures, those always kind of stick in your mind. I definitely think this one, but it was kind of weird how Lincoln said, yeah, we're going with A.D. Miller because he had a better week in practice the week before. C.D., the game before, didn't have a catch in the first half. Then comes out, first snap, we don't see him out there. Me in the stands, thinking I'm thinking, uh-oh, like, what's wrong with C.D.? And that's going to get in your head. And yeah. I'm All I'm going to say is, thank God C.D. had a good game. Because if he had a bad game, I don't know what would happen with the season after that. Because, I mean, that's going to be a lot of mental right there. Yeah, that would,
0: that would kind of put him in that mental doghouse where... You, you can't get into a groove, and groove is so important in football. If you have a bad game, you gotta you gotta at least kind of break out of it to get that groove, get that rhythm going, to really have a productive season. And I was honestly, I everyone's been very hyped about Lamb uh, this this year. I think a lot of people kind of thought, I mean, we we both thought he would be a guy over Hollywood Brown that would be more consistent. Brown has been fantastic as well. But um, with CD, what are, what, are, what are the crazier things about this game? And, of course, it happened uh, against UCLA on Owen Field. Gave a lot of people uh, some nice Antonio Perkins highlights. Uh, yeah, he did. Didn't, didn't get in the end zone, but a 66-yard punt return. Absolutely wild. I I mean, I know if anyone was as excited about it, it had to have been you here.
1: I was excited because the, this punt return before that, he had this thing where he kind of just trotted and was running laterally and, like, like I was like, what are you doing, man? I yeah. was like, I was like, Lincoln just came out in your press conference, called you out for not being aggressive enough, and you're doing that. And then whenever he did the next one, that, that 66 yard return, he just sat there and kind of just waited. And then you just saw this like the parting of the seas right in front of him, just ran right up the middle, and that was awesome. Special teams was awesome again. We had some more beamer ball. You could see his effect. My boy Trey Brown. Yes. What do I say every single week? I tell you, I love this kid. Trey Brown had a sack this week, and he almost had to kick off a kickoff return for a touchdown. This is the oh, second yeah. guy, fastest guy on our team, and that's saying something when you're next to Hollywood Brown. I oh, mean, I really wish he would have gotten that touchdown because he would have yeah. gotten so much more hype. But he looked awesome again. Every single week, he amazes me,
0: and I'm still riding on his bandwagon. Uh, yeah, I th- I think honestly, I'm I'm firmly joining you, riding shotgun on that one. one. Join he, I'm joining right on that one. He is electric uh, as a return guy. I I loved it. He he, I, I mean, I I for we've we've had years of mediocre special teams, uh, just where Bob Bob Stoops is just like yeah, I don't care, just don't screw it up. Seeing this is just it, it, it excites me. It's awesome. I love it. It really is refreshing. Uh, it's kind of just like a staple of OU.
1: It's kind of like what we always say, like bad versus running quarterbacks. We did very well yeah. versus the running quarterback this week, by the very way. Very good against Spade. And, and we broke Not that. Uh, oh, yeah. Other guest the, the other Spade. The four-star Hyphen, Thompson Hyphenated Robinson. guy. <laughs> yeah, Thompson Robinson. Uh, we did very well versus him. I understand he was only a freshman. But, yeah. Uh, I,
0: thought uh, he was, I thought he actually did pretty well for uh, – well, we'll just keep going. Back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, did, I think he did pretty well for um, – for a freshman against this OU team in his first road game. First start too. I didn't do great, but anyways to a quarterback who definitely did great. Kyler Murray had just an incredible game, incredible game. This is kind of like the uh, dual threat prototype, prototypical dual threat game that we kind of thought Kyler Murray would do um, counted for five touchdowns, two rushing, two passing led the team in rushing with 10 attempts and 69 yards. Nice. Uh, 77% of total yards, did have an interception, but the guy the guy was was I think for the most part looked looked really really good when it came to production. Uh, what did what did you kind of think about? I guess is he, he wasn't as efficient I believe. But yeah, I,
1: I I don't know if I'm buying as much into the hype as what everyone else was. Yeah, he was he's the Walter Camp Player of the Week I think I saw. Yeah, uh, I saw one guy in his preseason Heisman poll put him at number one.
0: I think that's I'm, absurd. I,
1: I'm not that far right now. There were a couple plays, or a couple dump downs he missed. Th- overthrew a couple guys. Uh, had some accuracy issues. That interception—it and it was a good interception because it was a deep ball. He just underthrew him, and everything. I mean, he underthrew him into the inside. I wasn't really uh, astounded by that, but it kind of worked as a punt, so it kind of kind of worked out. But I'm ecstatic. For my preseason expectations of Kyler Murray, they were decent, but now they're pretty high right now. I really think highly of this OU offense, and I think Kyler Murray is really talented, Bobby. Yes. And I'm not taking anything away from it, but it's I think it's just really showing how talented Lincoln Riley is as a
0: coach. Oh, of course, because you, you can definitely tell that this offense, while it is just absolutely as high octane as it was last year, it's definitely been tailored to sit or to fit Kyler Murray perfectly. Um, you, d- you definitely see a lot more running, um, a lot. I, d- I don't know. It, it just it looks faster. Maybe I, maybe it's just having having Kyler Murray in ex- instead of Baker, but I it's it is just a. Wild offense, yeah,
1: and in uh, our offense is what we're a staple for. But for our defense, we were looking awesome. Kenneth yes. Murray, we gave him a couple of crap last week. Whenever he had zero tackles, we, we,
0: we've been we've been pretty hard on the Kenneth on poor Kenneth here. But nine like. tackles,
1: one sack, two and a half tackles for loss. He played smart. No, yes. I'm not looking at his stats. He's going to have those games. But the guy played smart. And that's what I said preseason. I said, I said, I haven't seen much from him, but if he comes out, I want him to prove me wrong. And he's trying to prove
0: me wrong right now. This was the first game that I saw Kenneth Murray play where I was like, oh, okay. That's what I kind of see with that. What, like what everyone's typing this guy up for. I mean, he was, not only did he did he look smart. He was playing hard. Uh, that sack he had, where he kind of like waited off a bit and uh-huh. then charged in. Yeah, and then that, and then that option where he just was right there, like six yard loss. Oh my gosh, he 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 looked very on top of it. We we we've obviously been kind of out on his instincts, but the man looked like he was he was playing. He knew exactly what was happening. Like they just showed him what what they would do, like. Before he came on the field, it was yeah. wild, and I want him to continue to do that. Of so. course, of course. So
1: let's just see. I really want that. I really loved Mark Jackson. Also, yes, he's that he's that uh, Addison Gums kind of player. You know, uh, Addison Gums just left. We got news today that he is going to Oregon State. For a transfer, that is a really, really quick turnaround whenever you leave a, um, a, th- a team. It said that he had some family issues. He's from California, I believe, so he wanted to be closer to them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much... I mean, Oregon State, Out. I, I don't know if he could have found a uh, California yeah. school. Yeah, Cor- Corvallis
0: isn't too far away. He'll, it'll be fine. So good luck to Addison Gums in in Oregon State, you know, with the Beavers, but... For, for now, Mark Jackson really looks like a really good fit out there. Yeah, he he was our leading tackler at 10 tackles. He's awesome.
1: He We thought he was going to be a, primarily just a pass rusher this year, but he's proving that he's also can play run stopper. He's got a bigger build. And he's kind of plugging up the center, and our defensive ends and defensive linemen are looking really good. I yes. mean, Neville Gallimore—he's creating highlight plays. I want to see just more consistency from now on. But Amani Bloodstone and Kenneth Mann are playing
0: awesome. I'm very happy with those two. Oh my gosh, yeah, that that Gallimore had that one game, one play where he just. Just grown man, two beats, yeah. right through now the he middle. He can do oh that. Oh, my gosh. Now
1: he can do that, and that's what they're hyping him all up to be. I just want to see him make some more plays. He had a couple QB hurries and everything, and he set up where he got the guy out of the pocket and got some of these sacks. But the cool thing that I saw, I was I, so I looked at the, when I was looking at the box score, I saw that we had six sacks, and I said, no way we had even close to that amount in one game last year. And I went through, and I clicked every single game, really tedious. We f- our highest
0: total was four sacks last year. And we had Oboe O'Gronkwo. Yeah. For, for for a defense that we thought would be losing a lot of that ability to get in the backfield, they were just absolutely all over that Bruin backfield. It was, it was incredible. I...
1: And we're rushing guys from the secondary. Trey Brown had a sack. Trey Norwood had a sack. We had 12 tackles for loss. Like This show's like we're playing some good defensive schemes. And I understand. Yeah, do you want me to say something good about Mike Stoops? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, my Ohio State Instagram last year's (coughs) caption was, do we believe in Mike Stoops now? And then throughout the year last year, I kind of was embarrassed of it. I didn't change or anything. Yeah, But now here I I am, second
0: game of the season, and I'm saying the same kind of things. Oh, my gosh. Old, old Mikey here. Like, let's hope they don't figure out his tricks because he's, he's been incredible. And more than – I think the biggest surprise, though, that what he's been able to pull off, or really what Curtis Bolton's been able to pull off, is is this just wild, out-of-nowhere uh, – out-of-nowhere – like, uh, out – I mean, what, what the, where did Curtis Bolton come from? This is not a one-hit wonder. I know. We were
1: getting, we were alluding to it in our uh, preseason pod, and we were saying, yeah, Caleb Kelly versus Curtis Bolton. I'm hearing a lot of good things on all the boards about how Buzzy's going to be a guy that's going to actually play a lot this year. And I was like, no way they start him over Caleb Kelly. Caleb Kelly's our five-star man. Yep. And, he, he's <laughs> a five-star man. Yes. <laughs> he's, our, he's our five-star man, and no way, throughout all his reputation, we are going to bench him. We did. And... <laughs> Thank God we did, and I'm like, okay, we last week we we're saying, hey, let's move Caleb Kelly
0: somewhere. Let's move him over to uh, Ryan Jones' spot. Ryan Jones is killing it. Yeah, these these guys are coming out of nowhere. Who, not, I we, of course we knew Bolton might be an option. I don't think anyone really thought much of Ryan Jones going. Yeah, around, I, I mean, he's. I
1: I didn't think he was going to do that much, and he's coming out and he's be, he's showing why he, we we're hearing so much about his athleticism. He's he's a good player. I don't know. I I think we're just going to have to keep Caleb Kelly in the backup, and just if someone gets gassed or hurt, we use him. I mean, I don't think we can really
0: put him in a scheme. Yeah, I I'm not really. I I don't know. I think I think hopefully it would be nice to see Caleb Kelly hit the field more, but honestly, it looks like he kind of got shut out. Which yeah, hey, poor guy. And one yeah. last thing on the uh,
1: on the game before we move on. I thought it was cool Creed Humphrey got to start this game over Alvarez. Uh, Lincoln Riley came out in his pre- press conference and said that the battle is not decided. He did not pick Creed Humphrey. They're still in a battle. And I think it's going to be very telling who starts next week. Yes. I think they gave both guys one shot at starting with the first team reps in both games, and they're going to go to film,
0: evaluate, and pick who. Uh
1: Bobby, who do you think's gonna be?
0: I don't really know. From the stands, it's pretty hard to kind of evaluate the center position because the I, I feel like the only time you notice the center is when they mess up. Yes. Or really, most of alignment is when they mess up. Um. So I, I kind of think, I don't know. It, it's tough. You got you got the old bull and Alvarez, but you also you know yeah you got the the young buck here in in Humphrey. I kind of think you got to go Alvarez. You got to go seasoned. This is a team that can compete. I don't really know if I don't. I don't really think it's probably a good idea to um, go with Humphrey unless he's better. I, I I can't really tell. I I think both guys are going to contribute pretty big on that line, but
1: my gut's telling me it's going to be Humphrey. Okay. Uh, the the things I've read, they said they think that he can be kind of a. First team All American kind of guy because he's only a redshirt freshman right now. No, I'm not saying this year. I mean future red, uh, first team All American. Oh, I'm gonna pump oh. the <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but I I think that they're gonna go with Humphrey. Uh, you gotta realize that you gotta roll with skill. Yep. you gotta win now. And they're realizing how good this team is, and that's my guess. But I would still be very happy to see Alvarez.
0: Yeah, I I think it, it's not. No, I don't think it's one of those things where if you see either one of them out there, you. Get mad at uh, at at Biedenbeau for putting him out there. I love beaten Beat a boss. boss. That best O, <laughs> o- line coach probably in the country a- in college football. Oh, gotta wow. gotta love the guy. He was
1: up for like assistant coach of the year last year. Yeah the um,
0: the one that uh, <laughs> the one that Lincoln White Rally won when he was offensive coordinator. Uh-huh. So that's that's pretty big. So moving on to this week, uh, our Iowa State preview. Not a lot to go off of. Um, only one game. First game got lightninged out against I think South Dakota State. That they we didn't get much film on them versus the Jackrabbits, which is sad. Um, but in their first game against Iowa, it was uh, it's about uh, it, it's it's about as symbolic as Iowa as you can get. Thirteen uh, three Iowa win. Game was I, I guess thrilling and tight until. the... Fourth quarter, third, late third, fourth quarter. It was six to three. Yeah, that was horrible. It it was rough. It it was definitely one of those where if it, it's on in the background and you're kind of you you you're debating asking someone to change the channel, but yep. you're just kind of lazy. You just yeah. finished the
1: game. We were at Bird's Nest and the Georgia game was on. They're up by thirty, and I was like, <laughs> "Excuse me," can we, I asked the waitress. I was like, "Can we change the uh, game to the Iowa State game?" And she goes, "Eh." And I don't know, and she just walked off. I really didn't expect much from the, the from the service at Bird's Nest. They just get treat, cheap cheap doubles there. Hey man, that's the place to go for cheap. You doubles. You ride
0: hard on the cheap doubles. That's the move.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did that. Uh, but other than that, I I mean, I feel like we kind of called it Iowa State. Just a really low scoring, just bleh game for yeah. Iowa. I thought Iowa State would at least. Like, lose by three, maybe. I think the line it was three and a half. I thought it was going to be closer than ten. I guess it's just good. Iowa got lucky and got one touchdown. Good for them. It, yeah,
0: <laughs> it, it's not it, 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 its not one of those where you're, you're really burnt. It, it, it could have easily gone the other way. Um, but uh, the big big question for Iowa State, yet again, <laughs> third straight week, who's the damn quarterback going to be?
1: Yeah, this is so weird. Three pods in a row, we don't know who the starting quarterback for our opponent is going to be. Uh, I I don't see how this is happening now that it's week three. I understand this is an injury thing, but I don't know. So Kyle Kemp, he was the guy last year that came in and played, and he did very, very well versus us. And he is right now, he's hurt, and he's up in the air day to day if he's going to play. Their backup is Zeb Nolan. (laughs) I feel so bad for poor Zeb (laughs) Nolan. (laughs) <laughs> he is he was the backup he was the number two last year when Kyle Kemp was the number three and played versus us and now he's the number two to Kyle Kemp whenever he's number one he's just been stuck in this really shit role of just, just having to get second man yeah. I mean I, maybe I don't know maybe he's totally blue mountain stating it and just being like the backup quarterback doesn't want to play <laughs> like smart man I'm like I'm on the Iowa State football team but he never wants to go in so exactly, exactly. I, I don't know but Zeb Nolan you're up man you might I, yeah. I, I don't know from what too much about the Kyle Kemp injury but I think Zeb Nolan's Probably your best bet to, um, to go out and play. Yeah,
0: I, I think I think you could probably bet on it, um, but I I don't know. I I really kind of from what I the vibe I got from oh, shoot who should, who's the Iowa State head coach's name? Uh, Campbell. Oh yeah 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 Campbell Matt Matt Campbell Matt yeah. Campbell. Hey I, we're not cutting that because it's <laughs> Iowa State. I don't don't ju- no one can judge me. You didn't know it either. Um, anyways, but from what Matt Campbell said in his press conference. He um, he seems pretty, I guess, more optimistic than they thought that Kempt will be ready. I think if he's relatively close to ready, they'll play him. This is a big game for for the Cyclones. You don't want to start off zero two. They already have a worse record than Kansas at the moment. Yes, of course. Oh, we'll get to that later. Of course, circumstances. But um, I don't know. I, I think Kempt is a is a more than capable quarterback. He's not anything flashy, but he can get the ball where it needs it to, where he needs it to go. He's, he is losing um, his favorite target in Alan Lazard from last year who ever I don't mean to bring it up. He kind of kind of was hit the game yeah. winner against us that corner. oh God it it, it haunts my dreams, I tell you. Alan
1: Lazard is six foot five and he can just get up and grab it. I do not know how he didn't get drafted in the NFL draft. He was one of those guys that could have gone fifth round and just like fell and went undrafted. I was thinking, that, I was like, dang, my Chargers got to pick him up and everything, but, like, he can play. And him being gone, Iowa last week said, all right, Iowa State, let's see it. Come on, throw the ball. We're going to just put everyone in the box. And they just couldn't throw. Just
0: shit. just nothing. It,
1: it was horrible, and I would not be surprised if we did, did that this year, um, this game. And we kind of just dare him. And we've shown that we can play run defense. So I say we've got very good secondary. I trust our corners. Let's put him out in cover, put him out in one on one, and let's send the heat. If Kyle Kemp plays injured, we are going to rush him. We're gonna blitz, blitz, blitz. Yep. Especially after last week, whenever we said all those sacks,
0: we're gonna do it again. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, we uh we're gonna make we need to probably make uh Kyle Kemp think, Yeah, you know, I think our our broken roback can handle it. Mm, yeah. But um really I I think the key to this game, there aren't really many keys to stopping Iowa State. I don't think they're a very multifaceted team this year. Uh, the key is stopping uh, Montgomery. E- easy, easily stopping David Montgomery. David Montgomery's is their star running
1: back. Last week, he only has 44 yards on 17 carries. That doesn't look like a star to me, especially what we're seeing out of OU's run defense this last year. It's actually doing somewhat decent. Yeah. So... I think we should, if we can hold him under 100 yards, I think this is going to be a very, very easy game for us. Yeah,
0: it, I mean, it was a rough game for Montgomery. He, he usually doesn't have games like this. He went over uh, w- over 100 yards six times last season. Um, I, I actually led the uh, led college football in missed tackles and forced missed tackles. So he's <laughs> sneaky shifty. Um, but I, we didn't see much from him. I expect him to not be terrible. But, uh, this, this OU team is, is probably going to slow this team pretty, down pretty much. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you're, if you're really worried because of what happened last year, uh, they're going to be fired up. I think, I think there's no doubt that the guys, I I know Baker's not back. He's the chip on my shoulder mentality. I think it probably still there. I, I don't, I don't see us dropping this one.
1: Yeah. You want to do predictions right now? Oh yeah.
0: Let's jump, let's jump right into predictions. Um, big game. I'm surprised this didn't get game day. Uh, LSU at Auburn. Number 12 LSU at number 7 Auburn. Uh, very high line for uh, for Auburn. It's hard not using nicknames. They're both the Tigers. But very, very high line for Auburn at uh, minus 9.5. I don't know. I kind of think that uh, this, this is going to be one of these games where you look back at the end of the year and are like, this decided the course of the playoff picture. This is, I I think, I really think both LSU and Auburn, this is an early season elimination for one of these teams in the SEC West. I think, I think the winner of, of this game and the, and the winner of uh, whoever, whoever wins this game will play Alabama. Whoever wins that game goes to the playoff. I'm really high on LSU. I'm really high on Auburn. Um, but I gotta say, I I really think that they're pretty evenly matched. Both defenses are great, um, like we've talked about. LSU finally has a good quarterback. If Joe Burrow can continue to play like he did against Miami, I think this is a close game. I think the game's a toss up. But I gotta give LSU uh, like the points. I that I think that's an easy bet.
1: Yeah, I I was kind of with you on this one. I'm really kind of nervous about the nine and a half thing. I really love Auburn. If y'all recall, that's my number two playoff team. I think they pull off a huge upset in the Iron Bowl this year whenever they go to Tuscaloosa. yeah, uh, That's kind of just an instinct bet on me, even though Alabama's just showing out this year. I just really like Jarrett Stidham. I think he's another level of quarterback. And don't get me wrong, I was hyping up Joe Burrow in the preseason, but I, I don't I don't know if he's good enough to go up in... I, I, I'm really struggling with this. I really, I think Auburn minus nine and a half. I'm going to pick Auburn to cover on this one. But don't get me wrong, I still really like LSU. Yeah. It's, this is this one was a really hard one for me. I just have to keep rolling with Auburn. I think they're going to continue to roll with momentum. They're my SEC champ. They're my playoff team. I've, I've got to roll with it.
0: Yeah. Uh, this week is an incredible, incredible showcase week for the Big 12, who has had a god awful showing. Uh, In the non conference, this is the last chance for them to redeem themselves. Uh, Normally, when we do this, uh, there are going to be a lot more non conference games, but honestly, all of these are pretty much conference. Um, And I think, and and our start here uh, is Baylor at Duke at Baylor. Uh, None of them are ranked, obviously, and Baylor is favored by six and a half. Jameson, you're pretty high on the Baylor cover train. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the Bears can do this weekend against a pretty pretty solid foe?
1: Dude, I, I've been looking at the lines for for Baylor the past two weeks. I don't know. If Vegas has also been high on them, but they've been giving them like complete like crazy predictions. Like this is a team that was absolute shit last year, and they're they're making them like Abilene Christian. They had to get like what third like forty they gave, they, something,
0: forty one yeah. or something. They gave up twenty seven on yeah. ACU.
1: Yeah, that was that wasn't good. I understand Abilene Christian isn't anything special, but 41 for a Baylor team, like, come on now. And then they they pushed last week for UTsa So right now they're 0 1 and 1 on the cover. Uh, I understand I was very high on the Baylor cover train, but like I was like I don't know I was kind of weirdly thinking whenever we were doing that that I was only thinking Big 12 games. It's more thought, of, it's more
0: of a pick on on Ve- on what you think Vegas is gonna do. Yeah. And I, I was really
1: high on Baylor versus Big 12 opponents because I thought they were just going to go out and surprise people. I wasn't really thinking about their crappy non-conference schedule. But I'm really confused why Baylor's like up 6.5 on this line. Duke just handled Northwestern last week. Like they Northwestern was a team that really surprised me in how well they did week one. I thought they were going to skip a beat whenever they just lost their star running back, Justin Jackson. Duke... It's not just a basketball school; they're a pretty good football school. Yep. I think Duke can actually have a chance to just win this game outright, even if it is in Waco.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not very huge on on Baylor. However, um, I mean, I I I've talked about it a lot. I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be much improved. But I, I feel like they give up too many points against bad teams. The defense isn't where it used to be. Um, I think honestly, and this Duke team is pretty good. Uh, they were they were uh they weren't favored last week against Northwestern. They were plus seven against Northwestern. Here they are again on the road. Um, I I think the, this is my lock of the week. Baylor or no, not Baylor. Duke minus or plus six and a half. I think you just I would go money line on it if I could. I'd go straight up. But I think I think Duke is going to handle this one. Um, and definitely definitely cover. That's fair. Um, moving on. Uh. Houston at Texas Tech. Tech is favored by somehow favored by two. I this makes no sense to me. It's another spread. I'm very confused on. I what what does Vegas think Big Twelve has been doing really good this year Sheesh. or something? Yeah, they're just writing on the big names. It's, uh, apparently, um, they're they're all, they're either writing on big names or that no one watches College Game Day for them to talk about at our uh, Oliver for yeah, 10, 10, 10 minutes a week. So. Um, I don't. I, I think this is a very easy one. I think Houston and they Houston has handled for good teams. They're not just one big dude who's going to like go to the draft. Um, just smacked uh, Arizona last week. Uh, handled their early game easy. I think Houston Houston plus two is the easy pick here. Um, I don't know. I can, can I have if I could if I could have multiple locks. I think I'd go with this one.
1: Yeah, uh, this is one of my dirties locks of the week. <clears league. throat> I'm going to do every single week I'm going to add one of these as Dirty's Lock. Uh, I think Houston plus two is very easy. I'm very low on Texas Tech this year. Uh, I thought they were identifying themselves as very good defensive teams. Yeah, they had a shutout last week, but I think they're playing like Something Lamar. Something they're 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 playing
0: Lamar. Yeah, Yeah.
1: excuse me. Jeez, no, you're you're,
0: no, you're you're fine. (laughs) I'm sorry. How dare you not know this small school in Texas? Yeah, but like
1: Houston looked great, forty-five to eighteen over Arizona. Arizona had a preseason Heisman favorite and Khalil Tate absolutely shut him down. And now here they go again with Kevin Sumlin. I, I, like I don't, I don't get it. Like Kevin Sumlin, I thought was actually gonna do pretty decent, even though he was not good in A and M at all. But he's screwing up another team, so good for him. Jeez. But uh, I really like Houston. I think plus two is a very easy pick here. Uh, even though there's a lot of hype over at Oliver, and it's really easy to uh, kind of hop on it. I think that's definitely a uh, good game to watch if you want to see how good he is. Because I bet you he'll get right past Texas Tech offensive line.
0: Yeah. Well, up next, here we are. This is the game that really should have made game day. Rutgers at Kansas. It is very exciting. Um, I, I feel like anytime anyone talks about this game they should just be here they should be hearing natural blared in their eardrums as loud as possible because this game is very exciting. The Jayhawks broke a nine year drought of road victories. Jameson in his just moment of desperation picked them. And now here we are. Kansas! This is for you! <laughs> yeah, so this is this is this is lit because Really, Rutgers is just awful. Kansas, uh, apparently they they have a pulse. Um, and not only that, they're favored by two and a half. What did I say? Kansas is going to
1: win two games. And that two games whenever they're going to have a winning record after this
0: one. They're going to freaking beat Rutgers into the ground. Kansas minus two and a half. Easy. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's crazy because not only did Kansas win last year last week, they, they they dominated Central Michigan on the road. It, it's wild. They actually beat Central Michigan at OSU
1: fans. Like, they actually for real beat them. Uh, Kansas, in all odds against them after Nichols, they thought they were going to have a winless season in front of them. Everyone was doubting them, especially after Bobby's Nichols pick. Oh yeah. They said, uh-uh, no. We got to show you. I got to get those two wins for Jamison. I said, two wins. And then,
0: oh, man, they're coming. Oh, they are coming, but they are definitely coming down to a halt. I gotta stick with this, with the shtick. Kansas or Rutgers covers two and a half. The winds stop here. Those Scarlet Knights gonna win and go back to beautiful East Brother th- for New Jersey with their two and one record. I gotta go. I'm go. I'm going with Rutgers all the way, man. I'm riding this one. Kansas just. I mean, uh, Rutgers did just lose by forty nine last week. They Let's did. Just put that out there. <laughs> well, to, to a very, very good Ohio State team, of course. I mean, just like, just like you last week. Last week, this is completely irrational. I, I, I but I got to stick with it,
1: man. I think you've got to have irrational picks with Kansas, and that's kind of what I'm doing again this week, picking them to win.
0: You just, you just gotta roll. You just yeah, gotta roll. You just gotta roll the Hawks, baby. Um, <laughs> what, what was that? Uh, so. Next up, we have... Actually, this is a really good game. Number 17, Boise State at number 24, OSU. Oklahoma State. Uh, the Pokes are favored by three. Um, this is going to be fun. Uh, because Boise, for all the talk about UCF, this is the real team of... A uh, group of five team you need to be talking about. They have done great in their two, two wins so far. Uh, and this road win will firmly solidify them as a team to watch for a New Year's Six bid. Um... I, I, they've outscored UConn and Troy one hundred eighteen to uh, twenty seven. Both teams are are decent. Um, and only that UConn is not decent. No, no, they're not decent. They yeah, okay, but they they exist. <laughs> yeah, and at least
1: they're a powerful No, no, they're not. Power, no, they're not. Power, they're not their group is check that. They, I, they, I forgot. They, they, I was thinking basketball. <laughs> they they
0: exist and they're better than they're better than. Are they better than South Alabama? Probably yes, not. Are I, they? I think they are. South Alabama. Tra- they got two picks for corn dogs. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Taylor Cornelius, the, the the big corn dog over here. He has looked rough, to say the least. I think uh, I think this is going to be a very good game, uh, but I, I just don't think OSU against actually good competition can pull this one off. I'm going with I'm going with Boise. They're going to pull off the big win in Boone Pickens.
1: Yeah, I'm really torn on this one. I I did all my predictions. I stopped at this one, and then I left it to come back. Because, you know, I'm like, I kind of picked OSU not to do well this year. I didn't think their offense was going to be that good. I knew Justice Hill was going to do decent, but I was really not sold on Corndog. Corndog, once again, is reconfirming after last week after he threw two interceptions versus South Alabama. I thought it was absolutely hilarious when he threw one versus Missouri State, but he came up and said, I'm going to show you. Let's do it even worse. So I don't know why Mike Gundy is still enamored with Corndog. Mike Gundy was obviously so, I, I think, the true reason behind put, him putting vodka in his smoothie last <laughs> week is because he's realizing how big a shitstorm he is with t- talking how good Corndog is. Now he keeps on throwing interceptions or South Alabama. Boise State's run offense is very good. They have a very well-seasoned um, offensive line that's been there for a long time. Uh They're just solid across the board, and I think Oklahoma State's not going to do well versus a solid team. I think Oklahoma State would win the game if they give Justice Hill 20-plus carries and J.D. King 10-plus carries and keep the ball out of Corndog's hand, Mm -hmm. but I think Corndog's going to take this game away and just give it right to Boise State. I got Boise State
0: plus three. I think that's a great pick. Uh, Next up, we have a a neutral site game which is probably more of an Ohio State home game in Arlington Texas um, you got you got Ohio State number four Ohio State versus TCU uh, Ohio State's favored by an awkward 12 um, this is this is gonna be a good one uh, what do you think Jameson? I really so TCU is my
1: number two big 12 team. I like them I didn't think they were gonna win this game I didn't say they were gonna win this game. Uh, I think TCU loses by 10 and covers I think it's gonna be a backdoor backdoor cover. I think Jalen Rager or Turpin's going to get kind of a last-second big run right at the end, and just I will be so happy that they backdoor covered and they'll they'll lose by ten. Ohio State looked really good so far; they're not skipping a beat. This is Urban Meyer's last game without him, even though he's been in practice with them. I don't even want to get started on this whole Urban Meyer business.
0: Yeah, well, we'll just not but, skip uh, that one.
1: But yeah, I like TCU, and I think it helps that they're at home. But is there not Are they home?
0: They're they're uh, at at Jerry
1: World. Oh, that's right. It's okay. Someone at home. Yeah. Someone at home. So uh, I knew they were in Texas. I couldn't remember.
0: They're, they're in Texas, but the crowd's going to be significantly Ohio State slanted. Yeah, I'm sure that because they'll travel. They they yeah. Well, largest alumni base in the country. There, I think it's going to be an yeah. Ohio State slant.
1: Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I this one's kind
0: of a tough one. Very weird line, like you said, with
1: twelve. I'm going to go backdoor cover. TC loses by ten.
0: Yeah. I I think it could be close. I also think it could be an absolute blowout. Um, we saw an, we saw a very interesting game of TCU last week against SMU. Struggled to put the Mustangs like to, just struggled with them in general. But they just they didn't look like they cared. And then and then uh, SMU comes out with the turnover chalice and they turn it on and, and rattle off forty two unanswered and, and game over. Um, I, I I just I think I think T, uh, TCU and Sean Robinson are. I think they're a good team. I just really think Ohio State probably is a cut above them. I think it's a little early. Uh, I think Ohio State covers. Uh, that, that, that's just a safe pick. I think I TCU could make this close, could make it a great game. I just think Ohio State's the one to, to, to win this one. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So with this next one, here we go. Oh, Texas boy. is somehow favored. USC at Texas minus three and a half. How is USC still ranked? I, I don't know. That is they're, – they're the right 22nd.
1: What? Okay. This this game is perfect, honestly, because these are two teams, big-time names, that we thought that was actually going to be a decent game, and they have just been so underwhelming and just so boring. USC put three points up on Stanford last week, and Texas somehow only won by, what, seven versus Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why the past two weeks I've been picking Texas to cover – I'm absolutely embarrassed by it, and I don't know how much I can do it anymore. If I pick for a third week in a row Texas to cover and they don't, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm only picking USC plus 3.5 just because I don't want to have to deal with the chance of possibly Texas losing me another cover. There's no reasoning behind it at all. If Texas covers, I don't care if I get the loss in the column on the on the Sooner Scooter. No Sooner Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> the Sooner Scooter. Yeah, this they, on the on the, on the uh, Skinner blog. But uh, yeah, I I'm just wrong with USC three and a half. I don't like JT Daniels as much as everyone else in the country. Uh, I think they'll score more than three. I just don't care. To be completely frank, I just don't want to deal with the embarrassment of
0: Texas anymore. That I I don't blame you. Uh, every time I think Texas is sunk low they just they just stoop to a newer low beating Tulsa Tulsa by 7 at home i know i know it was not as close as it looked that is embarrassing tom herman i i don't i don't i don't know how you fix this thing this is a disaster i every time i'll just I'm having a breakdown over here. Texas is making me have a breakdown. I can't I can't support you anymore, Texas. I gotta make have you do your own decision make your own decisions. I'm letting you out into the wild. You gotta fix yourself. I don't think you're gonna cover three and a half. Sure. USC's garbage. I think they're very garbage. But you know what? I just can't trust you anymore. You're just you're just gonna screw this whole thing up. And it's going to be awful. And you know what? If you do a little bit better, if you, you have another big game against USC, have a great great overtime touchdown, Texas is back. Cool, <laughs> great. G- g- have Joe Tessitore call a game. All I want. Have all your fans believing you're back. Whatever whatever bullshit you want to believe. I am not believing in you one ounce. You are a bunch of a bunch of snake oil salesmen. You're liars and fools. And I'm not buying what USC is selling either, but I sure as hell aren't buying what you are doing. USC plus five and a half. (sighs) It's it's three and a half, too. Wait, what? It's three and a half. Yeah, USC plus three and a half. But I'm telling you, I think
1: with us doing this now, Texas is going to come out and show out. If they do, cool. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't care either. Uh, I I, I know it's going to happen, and it's just going to give us something else to get frustrated on. And uh, Yeah, so we'll just hope that Tom Herman continues to be Tom Herman. That's that. So now I'll finally get a, be able to cheer against Texas this week, and it's going to make me feel a lot better inside. For our last game, we've got to go to the OU game. Yep. OU, 18 and a half point favorites as of now uh, at Iowa State. Go Names. Uh, everybody's got to say thank you to doubting us uh, oh, yeah. to Vegas right now because I think this team and a half point line is absolutely embarrassing for this OU offense. We are going against a team that just scored three points last
0: week. <laughs> So you're saying can Oklahoma score 22 points to can can they beat them by 22 it's 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 a slap in the face.
1: Yeah, like okay, tw- okay, so if they score 3 points again, 22 to 3 we cover. Are you we, we're going to score more than 22 points versus Iowa State? Are you kidding me? We'll score in the 40s. You think so so you're telling me you think that if we score in the 40s, Iowa State has a score in the 20s? All right? what well, you think Iowa State's offense going to get score in the 20s with their quarterback hurt? and they're David Montgomery pulling up absolute As the nothing, only absolute player game.
0: to do anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- this is this makes no sense. This is dirty second lock of the week. I'm not going to usually make second locks, but I got to. This this is just too easy. I thought it'd be too generic if I locked OU game. This is this is absolutely embarrassing. Watch for this line's going to out skyrocket at the end of that. like a kind of like a did with the UCLA. Yeah.
0: I, here here let me put it let me let me just say this. With the OU game, give me 18 and a half. Give me 21. Give me 25. Give me 28. The Sooners are going to roll over this team. I I know I'm playing my cards early. I am fired up about this. Um, I think I think the Sooners are going to be looking for revenge. I think Iowa State cannot pay that bill. Um, I think I think OU just has a big game. Rolls over the Cyclones. Uh, I'm excited to be in attendance. In lovely Ames, Iowa. Uh, there, from what I hear, is a place called the Tip Top Lounge. Uh, which uh, opens at six a.m. on game days and offers four dollar bowls of chili and four dollar pints. So, Chase, if you're listening to this, you need to get to Ames, Iowa. Stat. Chase, Chase, I will pick you up from Stillwater. And you can find a ticket. Um, we are. I am excited for this for the for for this bowl of chili. And I don't know what what is going to be shittier the the four the six a.m. chili bowl at Tip Top Lounge or uh, Iowa State's offense. My bets. On the offense, and that is saying something. So, with that, very emotional week three. Got fired up.
1: It's already week three, and we're fired up about the Big 12, and Big 12
0: conference play hasn't even started, so that's awesome. Starts this week, (laughs) at least without you. No one else is playing anything. Uh, But any other thoughts on this week? Uh, Any any games that we kind of hadn't talked about that you would like to shout out? Uh, West Virginia getting canceled kind of sucks. I was kind of
1: excited to see them versus NC State. I was going to pick West Virginia to cover that one. Uh, I think West Virginia is showing very good right now, but a uh, dang hurricane rolling through uh, East America right yeah. now. It's going to cancel. I think, uh, I think I think the Virginia Tech game got canceled too. Yeah, they're moving a lot of what stuff it, around. East Carolina versus them or something like that. I got the notification
0: on my phone. To all negative five of our listeners out there, stay safe, please. Oh, it's Virginia Tech. Actually, no, there is one There is one viewer. Tylie stay safe. Don't be a tough guy. You're out there, I <laughs> know. You better, you better do what they say, do what they say. I am telling you on the radio, do what they say, be, be safe. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was pretty bummed about that. Uh, so thanks for listening yet get another week. Uh, if this is your first time or your fourth time listening to us, thank you. Uh, we really appreciate it. We've been putting in a lot of good work. Um, make sure to like and like, and subscribe with us on, uh, on iTunes. Five star reviews. Five too. star reviews only. Every time you, every time you don't give a review or don't subscribe or give us four stars, Doug, uh, Jameson's dog Douglas takes a shit on his carpet or rips it up. So...
1: Yeah, he's been ripping my carpet.
0: It's because really it's, it's you guys aren't giving reviews. So, you know what? For, for my co-host's sake, uh, please, do do like and subscribe. SoundCloud, that's another, another platform. Do that too. Um... But yeah, thank you again for listening uh, and Boomer Sooner.